You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. We're talking waivers today. We're going into week 11. This is Faraz Sadiqi. What a win by the Denver Broncos last night going into Buffalo, getting it done. Josh Allen couldn't get anything going in the past game. Dalton Kincaid, you know, he ended up getting it done for you, you know, with that touchdown in the first half. Um, Stefan Diggs probably had his worst game in a long time, right? Tough matchup, though, right? Tough corner. Okay. Um, he'll bounce back. But James Cook, man, getting benched early with that fumble in the first play. Um, he was in the doghouse for like the whole first quarter into the second quarter. He came back mid-second quarter, still ended up with over 100 yards rushing. I did not understand why they benched him the way they did, man. Like we literally just talked about this after the games on Sunday on this show that Sean McDermott, Sean McDermott, I mean, let's not turn to Arthur Smith here, okay? You know, let's play your best players. There's no reason why Latavius Murray needs to have only three less carries than Cook in this game. You know, maybe you would have won the game and scored early. Uh, you know, if you had Cook in the game, right? He was playing well. You know, if you, if you guys watched the game, you probably thought it was hilarious a little bit later in the game when Cook fumbled, you know, as he broke off that long run and then it bounced back, you know, straight into his hands mid-stride and he kept going for another 20 yards. Uh, Sean McDermott was probably like, oh, God. Um, and then maybe don't have 12 men on the field, right, on a game-clinching play, you know, for that field goal, which allowed the Broncos to kick another field goal after they missed it. And allow them to win the game. Crazy. Crazy. Russell Wilson, though, you know, he's not making mistakes. You know, 18 touchdowns now, four interceptions only. So nice job, Russ. You know, this year, you know, not turning the ball over. You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty good. Pretty good. Kind of going under the radar this year. Uh, and that touchdown grab by Colton Sutton, man, like a la Russ to lock it right back in the day on that sideline where you don't even think the receiver has a chance. And then all of a sudden the receiver comes down with the ball. Uh, all right, let's talk waivers. Guys, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on your podcast app, please take a second to do that now. Most people who listen, you know, keep listening, right? And I appreciate that, but uh, they just never think to subscribe, right? And it's easy. It, it allows us to stay in your feed, uh, you know, on, the, on your podcast app. You can find our latest episode a lot easier, and it just helps us out so much. So if you want to support, please hit subscribe or follow on your podcast app on your phone. Thank you so much. Before I get into the guys who are available in more than 50% of leagues, check if these guys are available. You know, they're available in about, you know, 40%-ish amount of leagues, okay? So, Trey McBride, you know, if he's available, you want to make sure that, that he gets picked up for obvious reasons, right? Could be a high-end high tight end one the rest of the way, potentially. Josh Downs was dropped in a bunch of leagues because of the knee injury and then him not being 100% this week and underperforming. You know, once he's right, you know, he'll be who he was a few weeks ago. The fact that he's not missing games is a good sign. Uh, Rashi Rice, Khalil Herbert, you know, obviously available in less leagues than these other guys I just mentioned, but they are available in some. All right, so check for those guys. Josh Dobbs, for sure, you know, after his big fantasy performances over the last several weeks, if he's a quarterback and he's available, you better pick him up. Okay, JSN, Jackson spent the jig, but coming on now a little bit as a solid PPR flex play. Uh, Antonio Gibson also working in a lot more than he was a few weeks ago, around 50% of snaps three weeks in a row, 30% rushing share, uh, you know, which which has gone up, you know, from the 10 to 15% he had, but more than 10% target share each of the last three weeks. Uh, in the last two weeks on a per route run basis, 24% and 27% target rate. 
pretty good. You like to see it. All right. All right. The first waiver wire pickup for me this week is Keaton Mitchell. Okay. Really? Because, you know, he's just, he's just dynamic when he gets the ball. We talked about it yesterday on, on Sunday, but, you know, only five touches in this game. He had two plays for over 30 yards. Um, he showed the explosive ability, right? Over 100 yards rushing the week before with not a lot of work in that game either. There is room for him to move into a bigger role here. His OC talked about it before the game. John Harbaugh talked about it after this game. It's likely going to happen. So pick him up now. Again, this is like a Devon A-chain light type of player. Okay, the offensive line is really good. This offense is really good. So go grab him now if he's available. I would just drop the bag on him at this point of the season if, you're, if your league runs uh, fab waivers. And I, I, I'd go and I'd start him this week as an upside flex play against the Bengals in, in a good matchup on Thursday night. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right. So if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds. Uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side by side comparison all on one screen within one app? And then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision and you're good to go. OK, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the app store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O. So B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the app store today. Devin Singletary, he's at number two for me. He got all the work on Sunday, 30 carries for 150 yards. He gets Arizona this week, so great matchup. We don't know if Damian Pierce will be back or not, but if he doesn't get full practices, uh, even if he is back, it's very likely that Singletary is still the main back uh, you know, for them, right? This is pretty, this is turning into a pretty good offense. And Singletary was taking work from Pierce even before his injury. Uh, I'm not sure there's a world where he completely takes over. Right, even when Pierce is back, but he should definitely be rostered. And if you desperately need a running back for this week, I think you should definitely go grab him to take advantage of the matchup at home. Uh, I think like thirty to fifty percent of your fab makes sense for Singletary, depending on you know how desperate you are uh, for a running back. Um, you know, you might want to drop the bag. You know, if he's the only running back available. Um, but another another running back who might be available in your league, who probably is, is Ty Chandler. He's the most widely available among the three guys that I just mentioned. Okay. He's a great pickup. He was already split in work with Alexander Madison before Madison suffered the concussion. And if you watch the game, this guy has just has so much more juice than Madison, right? That long touchdown run that got called back, you know, dude looks like a gazelle out there when he runs. And that and that direct snap touchdown opportunity where he ended up scoring, that is one more touchdown than Madison, rushing touchdown, I should say, than Madison has had all year long. Okay. Uh, so there's a good chance that Madison misses this week. Most players who suffer a concussion miss the next week. It doesn't always happen, but but, but if you're betting on it, like you would bet that they do miss the game. Um, I'd start Chandler as a low-end RB2 uh, in that scenario, and there's also a chance that he literally takes Madison's job away. Okay, The fact that Cam Akers was moving in, and then as soon as he gets hurt, Chandler receives an almost equal opportunity to move in. That says a lot about how they feel about Madison. Okay. And to be honest, like it's really close for me between Singletary and Chandler, right? If I had to choose between these two guys, like I think both of them will likely be a part of a committee committee when their entire backfield's healthy. 
I think one of the reasons I'm giving Singletary the slight edge here is that it's possible that, you know, Pierce, Pierce has a lower body injury, right? So it, it could be a little bit worse. He hasn't practiced at all the last two weeks. Is this a high ankle sprain? You know, they haven't necessarily come out and said that, but it's it, like you don't really miss two weeks with the lateral ankle sprain, right? Um, so maybe we won't see Pierce for another game or two. Who knows, right? Whereas Madison, he might only miss one game. But we just don't know at this point of the week on Tuesday. The good thing is at least Singletary has the matchup against Arizona this week. I have Noah Brown at four. Now, if Brown was blowing us out of the water with production and elite target share, he would be at number two or number three this week. But he's getting his production on 16% and 21% target share, right? And that's fine. But when all these guys are healthy, it's most likely going to be Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Okay, I think the way that C.J. Stroud is playing, he can support multiple wide receivers. I think Brown is still going to have, you know, a couple more good games under his belt this year. He's more of a low-end wide receiver three right now um, with Collins out, okay? He's not really a must-start, but, like, you know, he's a good start, right? If Collins misses another week, I think this is why he's here on this list because he very well can miss another week. He didn't practice at all last week. He has a soft tissue injury, so... And and I mentioned the matchup already with Devin Singletary. They're playing against Arizona. This is a good matchup. I don't love the matchup out of the slot for him if Collins does play. But if Collins doesn't play, we've seen them move Noah Brown to the perimeter like he did last week, where the matchup is a lot better against the Cardinals. Okay, so definitely startable either way, but his floor definitely goes down if Collins is in. I have DeMario Douglas at five. Uh, but keep in mind the Patriots are on bye this week. Uh, if you need a wide receiver this week, he's not the pickup for you, but he is the Patriots' number one wide receiver, regardless of who the quarterback is after the bye. We might see a change there, okay? Uh, but he's had three double-digit PPR performances over the last three, last four games. Uh, 36% target share this past week, 36%. That's pretty high. Okay, so he's their clear wide receiver one. He should be rostered for the long haul. Now, two wide receivers you can pick up if you need some help. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, Samuel's still dealing with that toe injury. He only ran a route on 50% of dropbacks, so he's still limited. So keep that in mind when you're picking him up. You know, we could see that this week as well. Uh, but he didn't get any full practices last week. So if he does get some full practices this week, you, I'd be more confident starting him against the Giants. Um, the Giants have been decent against slot wide receivers this year, so just keep that in mind. Uh, Brandon Cooks, this could be an outlier game for him that we just saw. We've seen modest games from him, you know, this year. You know, he has scored a touchdown in three of the last four, so he does have that going for him. I think Carolina this week isn't the best matchup in the world, but the following week against Washington, you know, brings him to a very playable flex, right? So if you need help this week and these other wide receivers aren't available, I'd go for it. Between him and Samuel, I think Samuel is the better long-term add once he gets right. But Cooks might be the healthier of the two this week. I have Zach Charbonnet at seven. He is not super playable right now unless you're in a deeper league but he can be a deep flex. We found out on Sunday that it's still the Kenneth Walker show with him going back to a 76% rushing share. Um, Charbonnet moving down to 24% from the 31% he was at the last, the previous two weeks. Uh, but Charbonnet is their passing down back. So these targets, you know, can come just like they came last week, right? In case they find themselves in a lot of long down and distance situations, some two minute situations, that's where Charbonnet, uh, you know, makes his, his, his uh, production, right? If you don't necessarily need running back depth, if you need wide receivers, maybe you pass on Charbonnet for a different wide receiver. Maybe someone like Rondell Moore, who I have here at number eight. And, and, and just to reiterate this, like Hollywood Brown, he's not someone I'm worried about at all 
after this down game. He is the number one wide receiver on this offense. Uh, but Rondell Moore, you know, he did get more targets than any other Cardinals wide receiver this week. He got a 30% target share in this game. Michael Wilson ended up with a 17% target share. He's also a pickup as well. Um, Michael Wilson had a touchdown pass overturned. Okay, he was like he was like very very short on that touchdown. It was initially called a touchdown because it was close. Uh, would have had a pretty different outlook, right, going into this week. But if you're in a PPR league, more might help with a solid floor. Um, Michael Wilson will probably probably be targeted more downfield as the X receiver. Uh, a little bit more of a chance at a big play for him, more touchdowns. So if I'm in a half PPR or non PPR, I prefer Michael Wilson. Uh, if you're looking for upside, I think Michael Wilson would be my pick. But safety in PPR, I think that would be Rondell Moore. Uh, it is worth noting that Moore has a very good matchup against Houston's nickel defense this week. So that's where Rondell Moore plays. He plays out of the slot. Something to keep in mind. Uh, another plug-and-play wire receiver this week is Jaden Reed. Okay, um, you know, And by the way, guys, all of our waiver wire rankings are up on our website. Um, I have a lot more on that list on the website that I'm going to be talking about in this episode, okay, upperhandfantasy.com. Also, while you're there, check out our free daily newsletter. You can check out the old, like all, you can check out all the newsletters that we've sent out since we started, okay? <laughs> and you can sign up so that you can get yours to your inbox every single day. It's a five-minute read. It gets you pretty updated on all the news, everything that's going on in the fantasy football world, entertaining as well. You get that in the morning at 9 a.m. Eastern time every single day, okay? Um, so, so go check that out. Um, back to Jaden Reed. He's going to be up and down. Right, target shares all over the place, you know, between these three wide receivers on the Packers, uh, and on top of that, the instability of that offense, right? But he went five for five for 84 yards and that long touchdown. Uh, he gets the Chargers this week at home. This is a great matchup out of the slot for him. So he might be in my top 36 this week, potentially. Maybe. Pay attention to Rashad Bateman, guys. He's starting to get a lot more involved. Uh, he hasn't seen more than three targets in any game up until the last two five and four targets the most notable thing though is that he jumped to a 77 percent route participation he got a 20 percent target share 17 percent and 20 percent target share the last two weeks things are trending up for him okay this was supposed to be a you know first half of the season ramp up for him okay after him coming off that list frank surgery okay and he looks a lot better he looks a lot quicker he looks a lot better running his routes if you're in good shape Okay, and you're looking for that stash wide receiver. I think Bateman is a solid one for you. Okay, I know OBJ had that long touchdown, but that was only his, he only had one target in that game. That touchdown was his only target. So, and also his route participation was like half of Bateman's, it was only at 40%. Bateman is getting play over him. So, if I'm picking one up, it's Bateman. Okay, you look at his playoff schedule, you know, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, pretty good schedule for wide receivers. Um, the reason why Bateman is on my radar is because he's a damn good wide receiver who could be a wide receiver for a lot of teams, wide receiver one for a lot of teams if he wasn't coming off that list Frank surgery. And now he's looking more like himself. Uh, I think most people look at Rashad Bateman as just like just a guy. Um, but I assure you, he's not just a guy. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. We'll have a lot more waiver wire pickups uh, for this week. Just go check out our, the website. I have about 20 guys on the list. Appreciate all of you. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with our final buys and sells episode of the season. You are not going to want to miss that. Take it easy, guys. See you later. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 